Uh, I do have a brief announcement for our uh, Crossroads Youth Ministry. We're going to be starting up uh, youth events this week. So we'll be meeting at the Stufflebeam House on Tuesday from 6 to 8 for our high school Bible study. And then Wednesday, 6.30 to 8, uh, just regular old youth group back here. We're going to be do- doing the book of John for both. So, uh, you know, the high schoolers, if you want to double dip, you can come on Wednesday and hear maybe something similar or a little bit different. But that's what we have going on for youth stuff. Um, and now... Kathy. Good morning. It is always impossible to follow uh, Cam and Tina. Um, I'd like to give you a couple announcements about women's ministry. So, um, you know, it's a new year. We, uh, I always look forward to new opportunities and how we plan for the new year, and our women's ministry team is planning for this next year. But we want your help, and we want your input into it. So we have a, a survey form that we will um, either pass out to you if we can catch you after church. There's also some forms on the back table in this entry area. There's some forms on the table in the commons. So please take one. Uh, fill it out. Give us information um, on what you think um, uh, you would like in this next year, and uh, and return it in two weeks. Uh, it'll also be this form will also be online. It's not going to be able to. F- you fill it out online and send it back online. You'd have to print it, uh, but that will be up. I think this week sometime. If you want to just print it off. Um, online as well. So I do want to just give you a little brief. Uh, what we are studying is our Bible studies uh, starting this week. So um, let me just go through those a little bit. Uh, Monday morning, 10 a.m. here at the church is a Bible study for women, um, and it begins tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Monday evening, 7 o'clock, also at the well, um, is starting January 16th. And we're studying 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Um, Tuesdays at 2, this is uh, a Bible study on Zoom that you can uh, uh, participate on Zoom. And that begins this Tuesday um, uh, at 2 a.m. January 10th. And they're studying the book of Isaiah. One more, Thursday evening, 6.30, begins January 26th, and they will be continuing their study through Exodus. Just one thing I wanted to let you know is that you can jump in any time to any of these studies. I know some of them are just starting this week, but... It, it's not that they're closed after this week and you can't join again till next fall. <laughs> so please, anytime, let us know. There's a sign-up sheet. Um, again, it's on the cart. If you want any information, more information about this, if you're new to these studies, or, or just, you know, tag me down somewhere and, and, and I'll give you more information. But uh, the... the uh, Forms, the survey forms, just return them back to there's baskets also where the forms are too. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Um, So I want to just talk uh, briefly about missions. Uh, New year, we've got some uh, trips coming up this year, and this is just the beginning of uh, beginning to hear about them. We've got uh, two trips. There's flyers on the uh, cart out in the foyer. There's also a sign-up list if you want to get 
additional information. So the two trips that we have right now going down to Mexico, they're each one week long. We're going to Tijuana uh, June 18th to the 24th and down to Ensenada October 29th to the 4th. And again, information is on a flyer out there. Again, you can always just find me. Uh, happy to talk to you and help you understand uh, kind of how you may play a role. And we'll be talking a lot more about this in the months to come from the standpoint of going, of praying, of contributing, and helping us accomplish this. Um, I want to also encourage you, uh, I'll remind you at the end of the service, but we're going to be having our fellowship after the service in the commons today. But when you go down the hallway between the commons and out to the office in the children's area, um, there's a bunch of new photos up there, uh, just got put up this week, about past uh, mission trips that we've taken down to Mexico. So teams and, and families that we've built homes for. So again, just a way to just get a feel and to celebrate what the Lord has done uh, through this ministry at this church for so many years. The new year is often a time of reflection, a chance to look back on the past 365 days and remember. Sometimes the memories bring a smile and other times they break our hearts. Chances are you've experienced a bit of both this past year. The new year is also a time to look ahead, to imagine what could be, to scan the horizon with expectation and seek God's guiding hand. It's a time to strive for better, to live louder, love stronger, and be more of who God has created us to be. It's an opportunity for new beginnings, a chance to start fresh, pursue God with a renewed passion and to press on with all our hearts. The truth is, God has been faithful this past year, and that faithfulness promises to carry us through the next. As the new year begins, may we remember this one simple truth. In Christ, we are a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. morning. I guess we can still say Happy New Year, right? Eight days into uh, 2023, and uh, if you were here last Sunday, I shared with you, we're going to spend the first few Sundays of the year kind of just laying some foundations, kind of catching up, recovering from the holidays, and uh, gathering ourselves, but also seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord for His will, His plan, uh, kind of uh, maybe putting some stakes in the ground, some foundations that'll launch us into the new year. Uh, last Sunday, there was a sort of a core theme for, I shared my own theme and I kind of put it in the title of last Sunday's sermon. It was Christ, Choices, and Change, right? Christ, Choices, Change. If, if Christ is our life in 2023, let's put him there, let's keep him in the center, and then let's make some choices. Let's make some choices, obedience, power of the Holy Spirit. Let's make some choices based on the fact that Christ is our life and then celebrate change transformation, right? And I shared with you last uh, Sunday that these choices that, that we may be called to make uh, in the new year uh, might put you out of your comfort zone, might make you a little uncomfortable, but that's okay, because oftentimes that's where change and transformation takes place. And, and one of the exercises that I encourage you to try out 
uh, was to brush your teeth with the opposite hand. How many tried that? Anyone try that? How many find that very difficult? All right? Right? I was talking with Mark. Mark said, hey, I want you to know I tried that. And man, that was tough. That was. And I still encourage you. uh, Because again, many of us are creatures of habit. We go to the familiar. We go to the routine. We go to the comfortable. How many of you drove the exact same way today to church? Right? You can almost do it. How many of you ever gone to church and not been conscious of how you got here? You're like, oh my gosh, did I run over somebody? What happened? I don't remember coming through. Was that light? Anyone to go through a light? Like, was that light green? Right? Because you're such on autopilot. Well, that can happen to us spiritually. You go on autopilot. So these little exercises, like brushing your teeth with your off hand, that really like jars you. It is a tough thing to do. It is jarring. Your right hand, your strong hand, whatever you're strong. You can do multitask. You can talk. You can sing. You can watch TV. You get it done. You didn't even think about it. Put it in the opposite hand, and suddenly you're like, oh, my gosh, I am. And, and that is really indicative of our walk with the Lord, right? Get out of your comfort zone. By faith and obedience, choose to follow him, and it might be awkward. It might be tough, right? It, it, it might challenge you in ways that are very, very unnerving. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It means that you're on the right path because you're stretching yourself. Right, And so that was kind of an illustration of how the new year might lead us into choices or even circumstances that will challenge us in new ways, things you've never come across. And so I preached that last Sunday. I left here, I think about 12.30 or 1. Usually my routine is I go home, get a bite to eat, and I'm just kind of like, relax. So I'm relaxing in my living room about 2.30, and I just hear this weird noise, this strange noise, something that I have not heard before. I'm like, okay, whatever. I, didn't, I couldn't determine if it was in the house or in the neighborhood somewhere. I'm like, okay, that was strange. And my wife was in another part of the house. I said, did you hear something? She goes, yeah, I heard something. Okay, you know, and, kind of, and about two minutes later, and we, you know, we open the door, and it's our neighbors next door, and our huge tree limb from our yard, had fallen into their yard. And I'm like, wow, right? And, and say, hey, your, your tree, just a big limb just fell into our backyard. And we go over, and by God's grace and miracle, they had had his, some furniture back there, and the tree split, and it went on either side of this umbrella. But it was huge. It was huge. And, uh, you know, I'd never had a tree fall in someone's backyard. And, and in fact, I found out later, uh, uh, the gal who lives next door says, you know what? It's kind of a miracle because her dad, who, who lives with them, usually sits at that table. And it was a beautiful day last Sunday, and, and he just happened not to be there. And if he had been there, it would have been devastating. And so I'm sitting there, you know, the old toothbrush in the left hand, because here we go. I'm like, what do you do about this? And, you know, this is where the body of Christ comes in. I'm like, I got called Tyler. <laughs> because a tree limb had fallen back here about a month or several weeks ago, a month ago, in the, into the playground and everything. So I knew Tyler had a chainsaw. And so, again, I call him. He's like, yeah, he was still here, actually. And he said, I'll come over. He comes over, and he happens to bring his son, Travis, who had just gotten home. And Travis has years of experience with forestry and had learned how to do trees because trees can kill you even when you're cutting them right? The weight transfer and the weight pivot and everything. So they come over 
And they, they helped me. They actually, you know, I helped them. I just moved stuff as they were cutting. And we got this, this massive thing into two piles, and, and it, uh, was, it was January 1st, so you can't really get a hold. You leave messages, and, and we, we look up, and there's a split in the tree. There, stood, there was like a triangle tree. So one of the tree, one of the branches went into this neighbor's, and there was two left, and there was a split, and they were both angled at our neighbors behind us. And I'm like, wow, wow. So, you know, you try to, try to find who you can, uh, but there's nothing you can do. It's New Year's and it's afternoon. But there's definitely a crack, like a three-foot crack, especially to our house, the house 45 to us. And if it had gone down, it would have hit the, ha- the, the house, would have destroyed the house. And so needless to say, I'm like, Lord, Lord, I, I got nothing to do but pray here. And I am, you know, you, you want to talk about calling in every spiritual card you think you have with the Lord. You're like, Lord, please, please do not let this, you know, and the neighbors are, are informed that there's a, a potential um, disaster <laughs> waiting. And so I'm praying all night, you know, and then I'm looking at the weather, and it had, you know, it was clear for a couple of days. And so I get a hold of a, a tree guy, and he comes uh, Monday morning, and he says he's looking at everything. And, yeah, he looks at the crack, and I go, look at that. And he goes, yeah, that can go in any second. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. That could go at any second. But he's booked. And he says, because it's a particular type of tree, you need county approval. And I had called, uh, you know, I called him. This was a first. So I'm like, I've never done that before. Brushing with the offhand. I've never done that before. How do you do that? So I get on the horn, go on website, make phone calls, leave a message. But then I'm guessing it's January 2nd, so county's probably closed. So this thing that this professional says can go at any second, but I need approvals to deal with it, I'm just in limo. So I'm like, okay, what do I do, what do I do? So I call another tree guy that I'd used before on the same tree several years ago, and he comes, he goes, yeah, that could go in any second. (laughs) But he goes around the other side, and he goes, and this one too, which is to the house directly behind us. And I'm like, okay. So needless to say, uh, and it was just a miracle of of the Lord's timing the the next morning. County got back to me, gave us the emergency approvals because it's like considered a hazard, hazardous to, to properties now. So we got the authorization. I called the, um, the second guy. You know, the one guy is, you know, I, I love him. He's, he, he was very helpful, but he wasn't available till today to deal with this. And I'm like, it can go on any second, but they're so booked. The guy at the tree services are so booked. The other guy was able to come um, and deal with it all. And, and, you know, trying to kind of take care of it. But I share this with you because I had just taught on a new year and getting out of your comfort zone and being challenged in new ways. Things that you, wasn't even on my radar. And suddenly, things that happen in our life that just can turn your life like that in a second. In a second. And suddenly, you are thrust into situations completely unknown. And what does that force you to do? What did it force me to do? Well, first of all, I'm like, Lord, you know, I'm seeking the Lord for wisdom. But then also, it sometimes branches us out into making the necessary phone calls to call people for help, for input, for guidance. 
right? And, and I, I want to encourage you to keep pressing on as we, as we saw last Sunday and even today as we move into the new year. Embrace the new year. Embrace the new year with all the things that may happen. You know, if you're following the news, if you're following the economy, if you're following, you know, whoever you follow, you know, generally right now the predictions for the state of the country and the state of this planet for 2023 are not rosy. Okay? That's just... Be honest, if you're following the financial markets, you know they're saying quarter, at least quarter one, quarter two, it's going to be tough before this thing starts to right itself. So you're, you're doing all that, and you're like, Lord, what do I do? How can I not get despondent, not get discouraged, not get depressed about everything that's coming at me in the media, in my life, circumstances, trees falling, potential disaster, right? How do I... M- navigate that? How do I maneuver through that? And that's why I really want to kind of spend a few weeks on the front end of 2023 to kind of just calm us down and kind of just set a course in the Lord through his word for whatever might happen, right? Whatever might happen. And, and you know, again, I praise God for, for how this thing worked out, the timing, you know, especially when the guy said he could come and begin the project Tuesday because you know that this big storm was coming, and they were able to come and take down huge parts of the tree just as the storm hit when it started to really rain. And, uh, you know, and I could sleep better. And so uh, just the timing. And I'm like, okay, Lord, thank you. And, and it was very real. It was very real and it was very uncomfortable because I had never felt the weight of that responsibility. And how do you do this? Who do you call? How long is this going to take? And it's all just brand new. And, you know... 56 years later, I don't know about you and your age, how many of you like routine, comfort, and everything just to stay the way you got it? Anyone? (laughs) The whole goal at a certain point in life, I don't need adventure. I don't need risk. I want comfort. And I want routine. And I just, you know, and so you're challenged when things are really out of your control. And at my age, and even doing this for all these years, and preaching about all things work for the good, (laughs) and give thanks in all circumstances, right? Suddenly you're thrust into these situations where your world literally is, because there was nothing I do. Literally, for 24 hours from the time it first fell to, we could get a rope wrapped around it and kind of stabilize it. 24 hours. Every time the wind blew. Right? And, and what, what can you do? At that point, you literally could do nothing except say, Lord, I trust you with this. Whatever's going to happen. I'm asking you to please keep it together however you can do that. But I, there's nothing I could do. I was so out of my comfort zone, so helpless. How many of you don't like feeling helpless? You like a little bit of control. A lot. Okay, thank you. I said a little, hoping you would admit a lot, right? Because we feel secure. We feel secure. So in a situation, first part of this week, I was way out of my security zone. Nothing I could do. Of no one's fault. It, was just, it just happens as part of life, right? And so that's why we're going to kind of spend some time these first few weeks just to, gr- just to regroup, just kind of focus, 
And today, you know, we're going to look at that verse where the video ended, 2 Corinthians 5.17. But before we get there, I I was thinking about the new year. I was thinking about specifically that verse. And a, a movie popped into my head, Lion King, right? Lion King back in the 90s, right? And there's a scene in Lion King where Simba, he's really struggling. He's having an, an sort of an identity issue. His father has been murdered, right? And he's the son of the king, and yet he's struggling. He runs away, right? And, and uh, Rafiki, I love Rafiki, he asks him, say, hey, who are you? He's, Simba has, has bailed, right? He, he, he just ran away. And Rafiki says, who are you? And at this point, uh, Simba says, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. And, and they have this dialogue, and, and Rafiki says, you're Mufasa's boy. Right? And, and, and he goes on and on, and eventually there he brings Simba to that pool of water. And he has him look in the pool of water, right? He says, oh, that's just my reflection. He goes, no, look closer. Look closer. And, and if you've seen the movie, you remember uh, Mufasa kind of shows up. And the, the iconic message, his dad, right, appears and says, you have forgotten who you are. You have forgotten who you are. And, and there's that scene, uh, you know, if you search it, it's the, the, the iconic statement is, remember who you are, right? Remember who you are. And, and he sees his dad in the sky, and he has this just life-changing moment, and suddenly Simba's running back to, to the homeland because his identity has been, right, clarified, Right? Remember who you are. You are the king, son. You are the king now. Remember who you are. But until that moment, until he got that clarity of, of who he was as Mufasa's son, he was struggling. He was ready to call it quits. Right? And I thought of that verse that we're going to look at because I think in 2023, somebody here, somebody at home needs to remember who you are in Christ. You're struggling. You might be scared of 2023. There's things going on in your life right now that are overwhelming. And maybe God wants to tell you today through his word, remember who you are, a child of God. A child of God, right? Remember who you are. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. In the Amplified Version, it says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition, have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Amen? Right? I love the Amplified, right? The Amplified's like, whoa, that was all in there? Right? You see this concept of newness in Ephesians 4. He says this, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, 
created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So if you, you know, if you want to look at that, perhaps a vision, a thought for some of us moving into 2023 is put off the old, put on the new. That's sanctification. That's a process that requires choices, right? And to help us understand that, we're really going to examine this, this word new, right? Isaac, put up Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 in the ESV again, please. It says, therefore, if, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We're going to focus on, the, on biblical newness. What does it mean that you and I in Christ are new? Because I believe if we grasp that today, right now, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the preaching of the word, your life can change before you leave here. Before you leave here, if you will appropriate and grasp and agree with and choose to really believe what God says about you in your newness today, you'll leave here different. You'll face 2023 different. If a tree falls in your backyard today, you'll face it differently. In newness. In newness. Okay? So to help you understand, in the, in the Bible, in the Greek, there's two words for new. Okay? Naos and kainos. Okay? Naos and kainos. Now, naos refers to that which is new in respect to time. It comes into existence recently. So in Matthew 9, 17, they refer to new wine, okay? So this newly created wine put into new wineskins, new wine. So naos is that which is new in respect to time, okay? Just new year, okay, 21, 22, 2023. 20, so it's a new year, naos, respect to time. Kainos is new in quality, unprecedented unheard of okay catch that this is this is the distinction kainos is really what you have to grasp today you are kainos you are a kainos creature creation not a naos it's kind of both but the emphasis in second corinthians 5 17 is that you and i as believers are kainos creations and you're going to see why we need to understand it. Now, word picture, because I'm a visual person, for these two words, naos versus kainos, uh, is in the auto industry. Okay? So, naos is the 2023 Hyundai Sonatas. Right? There have been Sonatas. So, naos is the latest model coming out. Right? Looks good and everything like that. But that's naos. Kainos is the behind the prophecy concept. Yeah, look, everyone's all excited already. Like, whoa, look at that concept. I hope they build that, right? How many of you got to look excited, right? You're like, look at that, look at that. Okay, so again, I want you to understand and start to make this real. You're not just the 2023 newer version, which I'm sure is nice, right? Nicer. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, you're the concept, kainos, amen? You're all excited. You're like, oh, if I get that, oh, if I get that. I want you to get that because a lot of us, you're living naos Christianity. You're living naos Christianity, and you're going to see that what that means, what I say by that is your Christianity is based on reforming yourself. Rehabilitating, rehabilitating yourself, making yourself a better version of yourself, 
where the Bible says, no, you are kainos. When God, when you put your faith in Christ and he says you're a new creation, here's the crazy thing. It's unprecedented. You're the concept car. You are like, you, you like, how many of you ever been to a car show and you've been to, you're right, oh, that's a nice car. Then you get to the concept cars. Oh, man, you're just walking around that and you're just looking at this concept car and it's completely off the charts, unheard of, unprecedented, nothing to compare it to, bells and whistles you didn't even think were even like possible, right? That's you and me. We are kainos creations in Christ. Not just the latest off the assembly line of a previous model. Okay, you've got to, you got to, you got to understand it. This is the craziness of the new covenant. When the Bible says, we, when Jesus refers to the new covenant, it's a kainos covenant. Okay? When Jesus, when he's teaching in Mark 1.27, the, the religious leaders have a reaction. They say, this is a new teaching with authority. That's kainos teaching. Okay? It was unprecedented, unheard of. That's why when Jesus taught, it rocked the religious establishment. They're like, I've never heard this before. This is crazy. Right? This is unprecedented, unheard of. Because it was kainos. It was kainos. Now, here's the crazy thing. It's not just an intellectual sort of, oh, fact. There's a lot of emotion built into this. Because in Second Peter 3, it says, according to his promise, we are waiting for a for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Now, there's two ways to read that. You can go, oh, according to his promise, we're waiting for a new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. You could read that with naos, which is like in the timeline of earth, I guess there's going to be a new heaven. I guess there's going to be a new earth. Just the way it's going to be, the sequence of events according to God's timeline. Or you can read it, in the Greek, because those two words are kainos, new, you can say, according to his promise, we are waiting for a unheard of, unprecedented, spectacular heaven and an unprecedented, amazing, spectacular earth in which righteousness dwells. Amen? That's what that verse is saying. It's a kainos heaven and a kainos earth that's about to happen in God's timing. But a lot of us, again, because in, in, as humans and the way we operate in a timeline here, we live in linear fashion. So when we think anew, it's like on a timeline. It's like this. God is not on a timeline. He's infinite. He's always been. He's off the timeline. That's why everything is just present to him. He's everywhere at all times. He's off the timeline. Okay? And so in Colossians 3 we see that there's a mixture of this. In Colossians 3, it says this. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of his creator. So what happens is there's a mixture. As a believer, there's naos and kainos, which means this. At the moment you put your faith in Christ, you're born again, regenerated, become a child of God, it's a new time for you. At that time, right, there's a time when you're born again. That's naos. 
But sanctification is kainos. Now you're to live an unprecedented, spectacular, supernatural quality life. Amen? So as a believer, you have a naos moment, but you live the rest of your life in newness of life. Right? Look at Romans 6, 4. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ, Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. That's kainos. So question, as you look forward to 2023, do you have this enthusiastic desire to live a spectacular brand new quality of life? Or is it just naos, it's just another year with bills to pay and things to do? If you embrace that Romans 6.4 says, because of the resurrection, we can live a kainos life because we're kainos creations, that should light your fire. That's a qualitative change. That's a shift. That breathes life into you. That separates you from the masses of the sheep out there just going through the motions. You got purpose. You have a reason to get up. It's a kainos life I'm living, right? Look at it, it says in the Amplified of Romans 6.4. We have therefore been buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory and power of the Father, we too might walk habitually in newness of life, abandoning our old ways. Amen? That's kainos. I talked about last week, forgetting, letting go, not being, you know, hamstrung by your past, right? Kainos vision says, you know what? I'm going to learn from my past. I'm going to grow from the past, but the past isn't going to shackle me. Amen? Okay? So back to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a kainos creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the kainos has come. That's you. You're the kainos. Unprecedented. Unheard of. Brand new concept car. You're the kainos. You're the kainos. William MacDonald, a life of holiness is produced not by the observance of ritual, but by yielding to Christ and permitting him to live his life in the believer. The new creation is not an improvement of or addition to the old, but something entirely different. Amen? So here's the thing. I, I do a lot of reading, and I watch a lot of video about, you know, trying to improve yourself. Nothing wrong with that at a certain level. Nothing wrong with that. Discipline, time management, financial, all that. What you'll often hear out in the secular world is a desire to be the best version of yourself. Again, at a certain level, secular level, I get that, right? You don't want to be stuck. You want to improve yourself. You want to improve your life. The challenge with that biblically is that if I enter 2023 with this core desire to be the best version of myself, who is my focus on? Myself. And everything that I do is about me. I want to encourage you. Biblically, the best version of yourself is not yourself. It's Christ. You see it? Catch it now, because a lot of Christendom has turned into self-help Christianity. We listen to podcasts. We read books, because it's all about helping me become the best version of me. The truth is, the best version of myself is not being myself, but letting Christ live in me. Amen? Catch that. 
Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, right? The best version of myself, the best version of myself in 2023 and beyond is to let Christ have his way. Amen? That's freeing. That's freeing, right? And then he says, uh, Isaac, let's put up 2 Corinthians again. It says, therefore, if anyone was in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And you often hear us say around here that words matter and that sometimes when we're reading the Bible, we skip over words because either we don't know the meaning of it, we don't know how to pronounce it, or we just skip it. We're like, well, look at that. There says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. How many of you skip behold? Anyone? Did anyone stop on behold and go, man, I really wonder what that means? Or you're like, gosh, who, who even uses that word anymore? That's one of them Bible terms, right? Well, we're going to camp here on this word behold. Because some of you have got to do this about yourself in Christ this morning. Isaiah 43 says this, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, this is the Lord speaking, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The word behold. If some of you, before you leave here, will behold you being kainos. I put a smile on your face. Might make your heart beat a little faster. Might, might just light you up. Right? Because the word behold is a sense of surprise, pleasure. It's spontaneous jubilation, triumph. It's delight. It's wonderment. Right? It's like a divine highlighter. Where behold is like, hey, look at this. Right? And when you highlight a book, what are you doing? Emphasizing something you, that's important to you, right? That's behold, right? It's amazing. It's emphasizing dramatic change. So here's the deal. That verse is telling us to stop. Right? Go ahead, Isaac, put it back up again. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Stop! Stop right here. Divine highlighter. We're about to say something that should cause some jubilation, sense of triumph, some, some woohoo moments here. Behold this. Right? We would say, hey, dude, check this out. 2023 version. Right? We would say, hey, dude, stop. Check Dude, you got to check this out. You got to see this. That's behold, right? It says, behold, kainos has come. Spurgeon says it this way. Behold is a word of wonder. It is inside intended to excite admiration. Who is that behold referring to? Kainos creations. Who here is a kainos creation? Behold! Right? My wife and I had the opportunity to go to uh, uh, Hawaii last year, uh, Waikiki. And I had never been there before, so I'm out there. And we just happened to be walking around, and I think we saw, oh, the sun's going to set. Maybe we should just go watch the sunset, right? Little did I know that hundreds and hundreds of people wanted to behold the sunset on Waikiki Beach. Literally. I'm like, look at this. 
Like everyone came out of the water. You can hardly find a place. Like from one end of the beach all the way up, hundreds are just sitting and looking at the sunset. You know what they were doing? Beholding in amazement and wonder at a sunset. Think about behold now in reference to unprecedented, unheard of creations of God. If you will sit here and eat, we live in Ohio, so sometimes you get the pink moment, you're like, dude. All right, you're like, well, check that out. Or, hey, man, did you see that? And, you, you know, nature, and you're like, whoa, it stopped you. And you're just like, you're beholding. You've got to bring all of that attention and that sense of beholding to you. Because that's what the Bible says about you. Behold, if you're in Christ, you are a kainos creation, right? Henry Morris says this, the miracle of regeneration, being born again and baptized by the Holy Spirit into the spiritual body of Christ is a true miracle, a special creation, not psychological redirection or anything of that sort. It is comparable in quality, though not quantity, to the creation of the universe. No natural process can accomplish or explain such a miracle. This is where you have got to understand the supernatural, miraculous thing that happened in you when you were born again. It wasn't just you said a prayer, and now you're on your way to heaven because I said a prayer, and now I'm a Christian, and now I do all Christian things. You have got to kind of step out of yourself and say, when you put your faith in Christ, something miraculous happened on the level of creation. On the supernatural, miraculous level of the creation of the universe, that happened in you when you put your faith in Christ. The, you've heard me talk about this so many times, right? Behold. Behold, right? The church, the believers, we are, the church is filled with supernatural, miraculous creations, that includes you, not the people on the stage. Not the people on the stage, right? When it comes to this, there is no varsity and JV. But then we think that way. I'm just a, I'm just a, I could never, a, right? No, no, no. If you are a believer, if you have put your faith in Christ, you are a kainos, unprecedented, unheard of, supernatural, miraculous creation. Amen? What the? See, I just want to write this, right? Behold! Behold! Come on! Well, I don't fall down. Behold! <laughs> Thank you. Now, some of you think that that only goes to about this row for the... So, Cindy, Cindy, we're going to make the back row feel better. We're going to make the back of the chair. Cindy, Cindy, come on. Behold! Right? 
Now we're going to get really weird. We're going to the back row because, you know, back row people are like, no, there ain't no beholden back here, right? <laughs> Matt? Okay, not Matt. No, just kidding, bro. Stand up. Stand up. Come on, Matt. Come on. Behold! Right? If you are a believer in Christ, behold. Behold. Right? Behold. You are a child of the living God. Your name is written in the book of life. You are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Trinity lives in you. Behold. Amen. Come on, behold, you got it. Right? And then it says this. And it says this. You're a masterpiece. Ephesians 2. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, or masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You're a child of God, you're clothed in the righteousness of Christ, your name is written in the book of life, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. His work of art. Artists understand that, right? Kathy's a wonderful artist. And I bet you do something and you sit back and you're like, that's pretty good. <laughs> right? You've had that, right? <laughs> Not too often. But when it happens, you're like, whoa, that's good. That's you. That's you. You're his masterpiece. He thought about you. He invested in you to create a masterpiece. A master, that's what it means, poema, a poem, any work of art. That's what he says. You are God's masterpiece. And in fact, today, you know, again, I wanted to help us make this real. I brought, I wanted to let you see some masterpieces today. I want you, I wanted you to see some masterpieces. I wanted you to see some masterpieces. Yeah. Yeah, let's look at some masterpieces. Right here. Right here. Look at. Now, some of us are a little uncomfortable because the world has told you you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You don't measure up. You're a mistake. Only you're as good as your brother or sister. Only you had the kind of car. You're not a masterpiece. You're just a lousy lump of clay taking up space and dirt on this planet. That's what the world tells us. This morning, you're a masterpiece. You're a masterpiece. On the authority of the word of God. Not my opinion. I'm just telling you what Bible, that the Bible already says about you. You're a masterpiece. And you know what I love? You're smiling. A whole lot of you are smiling this morning. Because the voice in your head that you carried for all these years told you you were everything but a masterpiece. And you have been working so hard 
even as a believer, to earn approval and to get God's at a boy, at a girl, to gain something, to feel like you measure up. And today, this morning, I want to tell you, you already measure up. In Christ, you are a kainos creation. You are God's masterpiece this morning. You take that truth out these doors and see what happens. You take that truth of who you are in Christ out, that, out these doors. Radical change, right? Rick Renner says it very well. He says this. Once God was finished making you new, you became a masterpiece. Skillfully and artfully created in Christ Jesus. There's nothing cheap about you at all. God's creative, artistic, intelligent genius went into your making. Look how much you've been given in Jesus Christ. Don't you think it's time to stop moaning about how dumb, stupid, ugly, or untalented you feel compared to others? Those feelings are all lies. Some of that may have been true before you were born again, but none of it is true of you now that you are in Christ. God turned you into something spectacular. That's who you are now. So lay claim to your new identity, adjust your thinking and talking to reflect who you really are. It's already true. The best version of yourself in 2023 and beyond is to simply let what's already true out. Just let it out. Sometimes, you know what, we have to stop overthinking. And just receive God's word at face value and act on it. You're to stop overanalyzing. But well, what about, well, what about, what? I don't know what about. All I know is what God's word says. You're a new creation. You're a masterpiece. That's all I'm going to tell you. Now go live your life. Show up at work tomorrow knowing you're a masterpiece. In all your relationships. How you handle your, your, your resources, your stewardship. Do it from a kainos, right? We all have our shoulda, woulda, couldas. We all have our regrets. We all have our BC before Christ days and things that we wish. Okay, we're not going to erase that. We talked about that last Sunday. We learn from it, but you know what? At a certain naos moment, we put our faith in Christ. The old died. I'm kainos unheard of, unprecedented. I'm simply living my life in the power of the Holy Spirit trying to figure out how this concept car works. Right? If we put you in a concept car right out here, I, Marvin would be like, and then he would go, he's like, how do you turn it on? Right? And you're like, what does that do? And what does that do? And how do you do this? And how do you turn it, Right? You love the concept car, but you're trying to figure out how to work it to the best of its ability, right? That's sanctification. You've been given a new heart, power of the Holy Spirit, the rest of our life on this planet is just figuring out how to run the concept car. Amen? With all the bells and whistles. What does this do? What does that do? Well, that's why we go to church. That's why we plug into small groups. That's why we have relationships. Because we all help each other figure out how the concept car runs. That's what we do. But we embrace it. We embrace it. 
Okay? Paul Little says this. We'll close with this. Isaac, we'll go to the last one. Someone has said, Christ puts a new man in the suit, not just a new suit on the man. When a person is changed by Christ, his clothing, his attitudes will change as well. God has made full provision through the sacrifice of Christ for us to escape judgment and have a new life. So yes, putting your faith in Christ, yes. Born again, we're saved by grace through faith. We know heaven is our home. But it's not just some far off thing we're waiting for. In Christ, you can live a kainos life. Today. Because you're a kainos creation. Amen? But uh, I do have a brief announcement for our uh, Crossroads Youth Ministry. We're going to be starting up uh, youth events this week. So we'll be meeting at the Stufflebeam House on Tuesday from 6 to 8 for our high school Bible study. And then Wednesday, 6.30 to 8, uh, just regular old youth group back here. We're going to be doing the book of John for both. So, uh, you know, the high schoolers, if you want to double dip, you can come on Wednesday and hear maybe something similar or a little bit different. But... That's what we have going on for youth stuff. Um, and now, Kathy. Good morning. It is always impossible to follow t- uh, Kim and Tina. Um, uh, I'd like to give you a couple announcements about women's ministry. So, um, you know, it's a new year. We, uh, I always look forward to new opportunities and how we plan for the new year. And our women's ministry team is planning for this next year. But we want your help and we want your input into it. So we have a a survey form that we will um, either pass out to you if we can catch you after church. There's also some forms on the back table in this entry area. There's some forms on the table in the commons. So please take one, uh, fill it out, give us information um, on what you think. uh, you would like in this next year, and uh, and return it in two weeks. Uh, it'll also be this form will also be online. It's not going to be able to f- you fill it out online and send it back online. You'd have to print it, uh, but that will be up I think this week sometime. If you want to just print it off um, online as well. So I do want to just give you a little brief. Uh, what we are studying is our Bible studies uh, starting. This week, so um, let me just go through those a little bit. Uh, Monday morning, 10 a.m. here at the church is a Bible study for women, um, and it begins tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Monday evening, seven o'clock, also at the well, um, is starting January 16th, and we're studying First, Second, and Third John. Um, Tuesdays at 2, this is uh, a Bible study on Zoom that you can uh, uh, participate on Zoom, and that begins this Tuesday um, uh, at 2 a.m. January 10th, and they're studying the book of Isaiah. One more, Thursday evening, 6.30, begins January 26th, and they will be continuing their study through Exodus. Just one thing I wanted to let you know is that you can jump in any time to any of these studies. I know some of them are just starting this week, but it, it's not that they're closed after this week and you can't join again till next fall. <laughs> so please, anytime, let us know. There's a sign-up sheet. Um, again, it's on the cart. If you want any information, more information about this, if you're new to these studies, or, or just, you know, tag me down somewhere and 
and, and I'll give you more information. But uh, the, the uh, forms, the survey forms, just return them back to there's baskets also where the forms are too. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Um, so I want to just talk uh, briefly about missions. Uh, New Year, we've got some uh, trips coming up this year, and this is just the beginning of uh, beginning to hear about them. We've got uh, two trips. There's flyers on the uh, cart out in the foyer. There's also a sign-up list if you want to get additional information. So the two trips that we have right now going down to Mexico, they're each one week long. We're going to Tijuana uh, June 18th to the 24th and down to Ensenada October 29th to the 4th. And again, information is on a flyer out there. Again, you can always just find me. Uh, happy to talk to you and help you understand uh, kind of how you may play a role. And we'll be talking a lot more about this in the months to come from the standpoint of going, of praying, of contributing, and helping us accomplish this. Um, I want to also encourage you, uh, I'll remind you at the end of the service, but we're going to be having our fellowship after the service in the commons today. But when you go down the hallway between the commons and out to the office in the children's area, um, there's a bunch of new photos up there, uh, just got put up this week, about past uh, mission trips that we've taken down to Mexico. So teams and, and families that we've built homes for. So again, just a way to just get a feel and to celebrate what the Lord has done uh, through this ministry at this church for so many years.